Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Yeah, it's how we do it, y'all. L-G-B, my straight out of Donnie Style What up to you, One Up Gaming? One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheap code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considerably though. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing. I put me on the map. One up gaming's who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show Hi, David here, 1UP Gaming, episode 366 of the 1UP Gaming podcast. So this week, please check out Joe Dowling's book. It's available to download, to buy, Amazon, all those sort of good places. It is called The Outrunners, and please email him, send him love, say you heard about it from us. As always, we're sponsored by Games Inspired Music, and this is an album that's available now, and... 10% 10% of each sale will go to the Child's Play Charity. Uh, I said 10%, I'm sure it was 10%. Was it? No, it's not. I do apologise. Um, games by Music. 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play Charity. I must look at my fancies more often. Um, but yeah, it's available to buy, to stream. It's only about 5 quid, so it's cheap. And we'll send away the goodness to the Charles Play Charities. Um, as always, we've got our first 100 podcasts available. Uh, that is because, um, well not because, but we're going to give £1 of each sale to the Diabetes UK charity because I'm diabetic. Um, but yeah, other than that, that is about it. So I guess we'll go straight into the games being played this week. Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in tonight. No, 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 no. I'm sweating like a pig. I'm sweating like a pig. I'm sweating. Hi, David here. One Up Gaming, episode three hundred and sixty-six of the One Up Gaming podcast, and we're going to go straight into the games we've been playing this week, and we have been playing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, this one is very similar to the ones that were made uh, a couple of years ago uh, I can't remember what the hell they were called now but the... was it Friday the 13th? I think 
can't remember. But there's been a couple of iterations of this same formula where you're normally it's like you are one bad guy and there's like four or five good guys and you, the, the good guys are trapped somewhere and they have to try and escape and the bad guys tasked to try and stop them escaping and killing them. Um, normally it's like the one bad guy against a group of people you can either team up or go your separate ways and hope for the best. This game's a little bit different whereas you've got I think three bad guys and you've got three, is it three? I can't remember, three or four good guys. So you can either team up and it's the same sort of concept, try and escape or try and kill. And that is the basis of this game. I've played a little bit of it. I wasn't massively enthralled with it. I guess once you get used to the map and where you can go and where you can hide, that's where it might get annoying if you're new to the game because you'll come across people who know exactly where to look and exactly what to do and that could get annoying but I guess we'll see what happens in a few weeks and a few months to see if this game is still being like pushed along and if it's still going along because um, I I think we gave it a decent review uh, on our website so please check out the review at uk, and yeah Next up, Moving Out 2. Now this one is another one of those like weird physics-y sort of games where you are a moving company and you have to grab all the things and drag things out into the back of the van. And you can like launch things out of windows. It's like a top-down view and it's quite fun. It's just a stupid, fun little game and I really enjoyed it. Again, check out the website. We gave it a good review. And we've got videos up on YouTube, so just search What Up Gaming, find us, like us, bell us, share us, all that good stuff. Leave comments, we'd love to hear from you guys. And hopefully you enjoyed some of the games we've been playing. So next up, a random one, Arkanoid Eternal Battle. Now this one, I think it came out a year or two ago now. And it's one of those games where it's just like really random. It's another one of those... Like the Tetris, uh, I don't know what it was called, the Tetris 99 was it? And those other games of where it's like you against other people trying to play the game. And again this is, you can either play the standard remixed version of the original game or like the you against other people and as you're playing it different backgrounds are like clicking away, moving around and I love Arkanoid, I love the concept, it's a very simple game, it's like breakout sort of thing. You control like a spaceship at the bottom, where well, I say a spaceship, you control like a little bat line at the bottom of the screen and you move it left and right and you bounce the ball up and down to destroy the blocks at the top of the screen. That is basically it. I love the game, I love the concept, it's an easy game, back from my childhood. And this has added a little bit of spice to it and it's got a more visual flair, more depth to the game and I really enjoyed it. So yeah, Arkanoid, good little game. Next up, Jade Empire. Now this one is probably back in the day, 20 year ago, whenever it was, was amazing. But looking on it with modern day eyes, 
you can see a little bit of jank, a little bit of stuff happening, and it is just it's a it's a good game. It's still good. It just feels a little bit off. The movements a little bit off. The cameras a little bit off, and it just all adds up to a just summer not quite smooth enough to play modern day. But I, I loved the idea of it. I like the fact that it's more weapon based combat. I, I loved. I, I just loved the actual. If they were to do a modern day remake of this. Uh, with more modern day storytelling, more modern day graphics and effects and just how everything flows and looks I would say it'd be amazing, it really would, I'd love this game but as it is, it might be a little bit too old for the average person to get down and play with next up a game which again I've heard of but I'd never played but I thought oh, I'll give it a quick go and that was Firewatch and an hour and a half later I was still playing this game it's very simple very easy to get into you are basically walking along picking up things that you are guided directly towards it then starts talking and you have to do the conversing with people of the radio you have to work out what's going on, you have to work out what's happening in your life. It's a walking simulator done perfectly right. I love the fact of the game itself is so... What makes me so special? It's so well written. It's The voice acting so well done. It just flows so well. It's an amazing game. I would easily recommend this as one of the best games I've ever played. And there's not much gameplay to it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really good little game. And... I might even get back into it and play more of this game. That's how much it gripped me. Uh, I don't normally do that with games. So Firewatch, amazing game. I'd easily recommend it. Um, like 10 star, just like it's 10. It's great. Next up, a new game that's just come out, Revhead. And this one is, I guess it's like similar to those car mechanic simulator games. But it also has a bolted on full racing element. So you go to a town, like a little, I think it's in Australia, a little like, Australian place with a garage. You get given a car and you tune it up, you add bits to it, you change bits to it, and you enter a race. And the elements are there, it's got a full open world game. It's like a ghost town when you're driving around there's no one else on the road um, on the actual tracks when you're racing I think it's like six or eight people on the track the car handling has got no physics no weight whatsoever so you hit something and you bounce off like a little bouncy ball sort of thing like a something filled with helium and the mechanic part of the game is a very streamlined simple version of the mechanic simulator but when someone does this game with the graphics, the depth of the gameplay of like the Forza series with the Mechanic Simulator series and mine blends them together. So you go somewhere, you open up your own mechanics sort of like garage and you actually have your own racing team that you could race as. I think this could be a game changer in the game sort of side of things. And you might even be able to just skip the mechanic part 
and just do the full-fledged racing sort of thing and just hire people to be the mechanics. But if you really want to get your hands down and dirty, I think this game could have been amazing. I, I love the concept. I love the setup. Unfortunately, the racing element of the game is bad and the tuning and that element of it. I quite enjoyed that because it's a bit more streamlined, a bit more simple, so it's not as hard to get into. But overall, it's just not good. And I can't recommend it, I'm sorry. I, I love the whole concept, but the game itself as a whole is just not worth the time at the moment. And the last game that we played this week, and I apologise because I can't pronounce foreign names, but Agatha Christie... Hercule Poirot, Poirot, the detective with a moustache, and it's his their new game, The London Case, and I played it for a little bit. It starts off with a prologue where you're on a boat, uh, well, a big like cruise liner ship thing. Something happens, something gets stolen, and you have to talk to people, link clues together, that kind of thing. It's more of a top-downy view with full. 3D movement of the characters and I, I quite enjoyed the puzzles, I quite enjoyed the talking to people, I quite enjoyed linking it all together. I did feel as though sometimes with these games if you're not thinking of how the developer wants you to think and how to create the solution it's very hard to get into the actual game. I will say the worst thing about the whole game is the character, the characters. They look like the Sims, you know, they look really basic, look very generic. It doesn't look like the guy with the moustache. It's just like a bald head. It looks like a waxwork museum doll. It's weird. It really draws you, it pulls you out of the game. But if you're into storytelling and puzzles, it could be fun for you. But for me, a lot of the graphical styling and the characters that they used and how they built the whole engine around these characters it was just bad and I really 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 didn't like how this whole thing looked and that really pulled me out of this game so myself I wouldn't recommend this game for anyone it's just not very good unfortunately so that's what we've been playing this week Please like, share, bell the YouTube channel. We have new videos every week. So every Monday we have the UK Top 40s. Every Tuesday we have the Boostroid video. Every Wednesday we have the Witch's Best. Every Thursday we have a retro-inspired video. Every Friday it's the podcast. Every Saturday it's the games played this week. And every Sunday it's a roundup of this week's news. So that's what I've been doing. So we'll have a quick break and come back with this week's news. I think what I was doing then. Hey, well, my name's uh, Chris Wilkins. I'm responsible for producing the History of Ocean book, which came out at the end of last year. And I'm one of the organisers on our revival event, which is taking place on the 9th and 10th of August at Dunstall Park in Wolverhampton. And I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Still David, still one of gaming, still episode 366 of the one of Game podcast. So we're going to go through this week's news and I guess first place to start would be Starfield top sales charts even before launch as fans 
pay to play early. Starfield is currently performing very well for a game that isn't officially out yet, topping the Xbox sales charts and drawing in thousands of users on Steam. As reported by VG247, Game Pass members are currently flocking to the Xbox store to hand over an extra 31.49 simply to play Starfield a few days early. Idiots. The premium edition upgrade which comes with extra bits but is headlined by the chance to play ahead of the September 6th is currently the best selling item across the US and UK macro stores. Idiots. The early access tactic administered by Microsoft is a neat way of gaining back some sales revenue lost by putting Starfield and other exclusives on Game Pass Day 1, seemingly letting the company have its cake and eat it. Steam users are also getting involved even though the only opportunity to play early is to buy the full premium edition at $100. According to data on Steam DB, I don't know what Steam DB is, Steam Database maybe? Starfield hit a concurrent peak of over 245,000 players with the daily peak rising between September the 1st and 3rd, despite the package slowly growing less valuable. Um, Starfield sales aren't, only, uh, aren't the only surprise from its early access period though, as again, even though it's not officially launched, someone has already completed the game in less than three hours. Yeah. What do you guys think? Are you stupid enough to pay $40, £35 just to play the game four or five days early? Because I couldn't care. I've got the the actual Xbox Game Pass. I will give it a go tomorrow, maybe. Maybe not even tomorrow. I might even wait till the weekend. I don't know. I'm not that bothered. It's a game. It'll be there. I don't care about spoilers. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'll just give it a go and see how it goes because I've never been a massive fan of Bethesda role-playing games. I quite enjoyed the Elder Scrolls 3 I think it was back in the day and I've never been a big fan of like Oblivion or Skyrim or Fallout 3, Fallout 4, I've never really got into them games. So I'll give it a go but I'm not expecting massive amounts of success for myself with this game. What do you guys think? Do you all agree with me that you're all idiots for paying the extra money just for a couple of days? Please leave comments and tell me why I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> I don't know. It is just a weird series of events why you'd pay 30, 40 quid just for that extra benefit of a couple of days. Uh, I just don't see it. I really don't see it. And I, I apologise if I'm annoying anyone. Next up, Witcher TTRPG going on. Disappointing hiatus during the Witcher 4 development. I don't know what the tabletop RPG is. Has been placed on a disappointing hiatus while... I'm sorry, Mech Witcher 4. Mech, Mech Witcher 4. Do not do a stupid tabletop RPG. Just Mech the Witcher 4. Uh, tabletop developer Artolsorian Games announced the hiatus in August but has now told IGN it doesn't know when it will continue to work on the game. We're doing alright here over here at Tullus the Talsorian. Though the news is disappointing to say the least. We don't have a time frame yet as many things are still up in the air with CD Project Red. I, mean, I don't understand why they're 
I don't understand why they can't release the tabletop game because like they're not making the proper game. I just don't understand it. I think there might be more to it than the fact that oh they want Witcher Four to come out first. I just don't believe that. Uh, so th the story would take place between the Witcher Two, Assassin of the Kings, and the Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt. Isn't directly related to the uh, Polaris, but Talsorian and CD Projekt Red work closely together to ensure its Witcher canon remains consistent. New content we have planned isn't directly related to Witcher Four, but it touches on a lot of parts and the lore of the Witcher that are integral to the entire canon. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not buying all this, to be fair. Um, what do you guys think? Please leave comments. Let us know what you guys think. Um, we'll talk. We'll chat. We'll get into a discussion. And we'll see what's going on. Because I just don't believe what they've said about that. Um, am, I, am I being too naive? Or am I just telling the truth? Or... Have they just said something to try and make their game like... Ugh. Anyway, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is back with a new developer and a new, re and a new release window. Uh, the developer behind Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and Amnesia a Machine for Pigs is now in charge. Paradox Interactive has announced that Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 is back in development with Everybody's blah, 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 Chinese Room. The news was announced at PAX West and it was also confirmed Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 will be getting a gameplay reveal in January 2024 and a release date Fall 2024. Bloodlines 2 is a sequel to the original game from 2004 and Paradox provided a description of the game to tease the bloody adventure that lies ahead. Bloodlines 2 takes play players to the dark underbelly of Seattle where vampire struggles for survival and supremacy. As an elder vampire, plays meet compelling characters, manoeuvre complex political relationships, stalk the city streets for prey, and engage in intense combat while balancing the need for blood. Throughout the game, players must always be mindful of their surroundings or risk breaking the masquerade. Uh, the absolute law of secrecy that keeps vampire society hidden from humanity. Um, I don't know. I didn't like the original. Masquerade Bloodlines game. I played it, I think I had it on the Boost Ride, so I streamed it and played a bit of it. And for me, it just wasn't fun. I just didn't like it. I don't know if it was just because it was maybe too old now to get into, because it is really, really old. But anyway, <clears throat> next up Beyond Good and Evil 20th anniversary has been rated by the ESRB. And Beyond Good and Evil might be coming to modern platforms soon as ratings has been re listed for the 20th anniversary of the game. As reported by uh, Jamatsu, the electronic software rating board has rated Beyond Good and Evil 20th anniversary edition for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Nintendo Switch and PC. The ESRB's summary of the game calls it an action-adventure game where players assume the role of a reporter who is accompanied like a pig-like companion on the planet of Hillies. The two investigate a conspiracy by exploring fancy locations, taking photos of evidence, solving puzzles and fighting enemies. Ubisoft has not announced Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition officially, so what be the release isn't guaranteed though, it's perhaps likely. 
The original was released in 2003 for PC, PlayStation 2, Nintendo GameCube and the original Xbox. It was then ported to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in 2011. I've actually got the 360 version. A second game, Beyond Good and Evil 2, was officially announced all the way back in 2017. Has it only been from 2017? I thought it was much earlier than that. And has been in development ever since. It's unclear when or if this game will see the light of day as updates from Ubisoft has been non-existent. It is reportedly still in production, pre-production, even after more than six years of development. Um, I mean, I know that they showed get gameplay, developer gameplay footage of it. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, I'm not... I mean, I'm one of these people that I'll play a game when it's out. I'm not going to sit there and just cross my fingers and hope that everything goes because I'm just going to be like, yeah, that'll be fine when it comes out. So next up, Saints Row developer Volition shut down by Embracer Group. Uh, Volition Games has announced that its parent company Embracer Group is shutting down the, shutting the studio down. The studio was the developer behind the latest Saints Row reboot. In an update on LinkedIn, the Volition said, the past, This past June, Embracer Group announced a restructuring program to strengthen Embracer and maintain its position as a leader in the video game industry. As part of that program, they evaluated strategic and operational goals and made the difficult decision to close Volition, Volition God damn, effective immediately. The statement continued, to help our team we are working to provide job assistance and help smooth the transition from our Volition family members. We thank our customers and fans around the world for all the love and support over the years. You will always be in our hearts. Um, I think they did Red, Red Faction, yeah, they did Red Faction, Free Space, Descent. Oh, they did Descent, that was a quality game back in the day. Uh, they got acquired by Kosh Media in 2012. Reboot of the Saints Row, which had mixed reviews. I quite enjoyed it. I quite liked it. It didn't look great. It played alright. Uh, yeah. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Because I do know when people are like, oh, don't get bought by Microsoft, don't get bought by EA. They shut you down after a few days. Um, it looks like everywhere does it. You get a chance if you don't do well. They'll just close you straight down because it's like, why would they fund your studio if you've just made a crap game and they don't think they could make money back? Um, so next up, SAG AFTRA is looking to get authorization for a second strike against video game companies. Uh, while SAG AFTRA and its actors already have one strike underway against the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers. It is now seeking a second strike that would go against major video game companies for how they treat their performers. As reported by Variety, um, they've said that the negotiations toward a new video game contract has reached a stalemate and that a strike would be the next best step to win wage increases and protection from artificial intelligence. Uh, their current contract like companies like Activision, Electronic Arts, Insomniac, Epic, Warner Brothers and more is set to expire on November 7th, 2022. Isn't it 2023 now? But the two parties agreed to extend, extend the talks another year. As of this writing, the talks between the two were, will resume on September 26th. Um, SAG are looking for an 11% retrospective increase in rates of video game performers following 
by increase of four percent and four and increases of four percent and four percent. This is in line with the with the asks as given the um, the also includes the previously mentioned perform protections from AI, which the union says threatens both voice and performance capture artists. Furthermore, SAG wants rest period safety protections on set medic and a prohibition against stunts during self-taped auditions. I have no idea what any of this is all going on about. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Standing up for your fellow colleagues is good. Standing up for people's wages, people's rights is good. Um, it's just weird how it's all happening now. I mean, it's all happening at the same time. Let us know what you guys think. You know, is it going to make games cost a little bit more? Or is it just the thing that we have to do? So, tributes paid to Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell, who has died at age 56. Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell died at 56, prompting grief and tributes from the entertainment world. A post on X from the official Smash Mouth account called Harwell a true origin American original, a larger-than-life character who shot up into the sky like a Roman candle. Steve will be remembered for his unwavering focus and impassioned determination to reach the heights of pop stardom. Rest in peace knowing you aimed for the stars and magically hit your target. So, it says that he, he passed away surrounded by family and friends at his home. Um, it was revealed Howell, Howell had entered a hospice following a battle with alcohol abuse. Howell retired from music in 2021 after being diagnosed with uh, neurological problems as well as alcoholism. Rock band Smash Mouth is perhaps best known for their song All Star, which was featured in the 2001 hit movie Shrek. appeared in a number of TV shows and films over the years including Kim Possible, Rat Race and The Surreal Life. I, I, I know Brat Race. Um, but yeah, it's sad news when someone sort of like dies. And it's uh, unfortunately, but that's life, isn't it? Death is a part of life. Um, we at One Up Gaming wish to offer our condolences and just positive positivity towards the family and friends. And yeah, you know, it's just amazing. Anyway, <clears throat> that's the news for this week. Hi, this is David from Code Child, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. And we're back, still David, still One Up Gaming, still episode 366 of the One Up Gaming podcast. Must have to mention, really hot day. Five lights all around me. I am sweating through my top. It is absolutely scalding here. But nearly finished. We've got the UK top 40 now. So we'll go straight into that. <clears throat> got my throat. Number 40. Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach by Maximum Games. Number 39. Grand Theft Auto The Trilogy The Definitive Edition by Take Two. 38 is Pokemon Scarlet by Nintendo. 37 is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Game of the Year Edition by Bandai Namco. 36 is Gran Turismo 7 by Sony Entertainment. Number 35, 
Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury by Nintendo. 34 is Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle by Ubisoft. 33 is F123 by Electronic Arts. 32 is The Mafia Trilogy by Take 2 Interactive. 31 is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy by Activision Blizzard. We have at number 30 Mario Party Superstars from Nintendo. 29 Saints Row by Deep Silver, rest in peace. 28 is New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe by Nintendo. 27 is Mario. No, I always get this wrong. I hate the Nintendo way. Super Mario Odyssey by Nintendo. 26 is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 by Activision Blizzard. 25 is Sonic Origins Plus by Sega. 24 is Lego Harry Potter Collection by Warner Brothers. Number 23 is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition by Bandai Namco. 22 is Final Fantasy 16 by Square Enix. 21 is Forspoken by Square Enix. Number 20 is It Takes Two by Electronic Arts. Number 19 is Resident Evil 4 by Capcom. 18 is Pokemon Violet by Nintendo. 17 is Nintendo Switch Sports by Nintendo. Number 16 is Pikmin 4 by Nintendo. Number 15 is Animal Crossing New Horizons by Nintendo. 14, Diablo 4 by Activision Blizzard. 13, Street Fighter 6 by Capcom. 12, completely blanked where I was. 12 is Red Dead Redemption 2 by Take 2. Number 11 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor by Electronic Arts. Number 10 is FIFA 23 by Electronic Arts. Number 9 is Minecraft by Nintendo. Well, it's not, it's published by Nintendo. Number 8 is Grand Theft Auto 5 by Take 2. Number 7 is Starfield Premium Edition Upgrade. That's good, isn't it? Bethesda. <laughs> Number 6 is Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate by Warner Brothers. Number 5 is Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon by Bandai Namco. Number 4 is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo. Number 3 is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe by Nintendo. Number 2 is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga by Warner Brothers Interactive. And at number one is The Hogwarts Legacy by Warner Brothers. And I bet that's because it's just been recently released on the Nintendo Switch. So that's given it a massive sales boost. And that is thanks so much to Games Press with the GFK Entertainment Software Charts All Formats. And that, my friends, is the UK Top 40. Um, so yeah, thank you all for watching. It's been me, David, One Up Gaming, episode 366 of the One Up Gaming podcast. So this week, we would just like to say, please go to our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. Please look at our reviews, look at our features, read the news, things like that on there. Set it as a homepage or a favourite or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. You can buy t-shirts and, and hats and jumpers and cups from our website. It's on the store on our website at oneupgaming.co.uk and we've also got an Etsy shop so just search uh, oneupgaming all one word on Etsy to find us um, you can buy our album which is games inspired music and 20% of each sale will go to Child's Play Charity it's only like a fiver so it's cheap and you can buy the first 100 podcasts from allyourbooksontape.com and £1 of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK Charity so please follow us on Facebook just find us, search One Up Gaming, follow us, um, subscribe to us on YouTube, so subscribe, bell, link, 
share, comment, all that good stuff. And we will be eternally grateful for you guys. We're on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash official. It might be OUG UK now. I can't remember if I changed it officially or not. Twitter at OUG official. And you can email us any questions at one up, no, contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. And that, my friends, is the 366th podcast from One Up Gaming. If you are listening to us on a podcast, please um, subscribe to us, give positive feedback, five stars, that kind of thing. Helps when people are searching for podcasts. And it's been me, David, saying thank you all. Goodbye. Can't take my power You can't take my power, take my power We're too strong now, we'll be power Every obstacle they throw at me Get stronger, I'll be power Surrounded me is ready for whatever season. I left some saying how he disappeared in front of me. The rest of them were laying, only playing games of hide and seek. And lyrically, I'm spraying hate or rake, cause they keep bugging me, keep running, hiding, ducking out. Cause musically, I'm bugging out.
me get stronger by the hour And I won't cower, and I won't cower No, it tastes a little sour As you watch me walk in victory Cause you can't take my, you can't take my power You can't take my power, take my you can't take my power, take my power, you can't take my power, take my 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 you can't take my Just stay here, two more coming, so give all 